Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, coming to you with another episode of Girl Code 101. And this is part two of my series called Growing Through Grief. Stay tuned. Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, creator and host of the Girl Code 101 podcast. And I'm here to tell you that you can listen to Girl Code 101 all the time and not just on Sundays when a new episode is released. Go to www.girlcode101. All of the episodes are there from the very first one up until the most recent one. There are also opportunities to advertise with me as well as be a guest on my show. Yes, I'm doing that. Go to www.girlcode101.com as well as following this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, The Works, all under girlcode101.com. So that way you can stay connected. Again, www.girlcode101.com. Welcome back to another episode of Girl Code 101. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You picked a fantastic time to put Girl Code 101 in your ears. And if you are a returning listener, I appreciate the love. I'm so grateful that you have come back. So I realized that I did not explain the title of this series to you all. So when I decided that I was going to talk about the seven stages of grief, I didn't want the title of the series to be the seven stages of grief. Like I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to give it a different title, um, with a meaning that you could kind of like hold on to. So if you've been looking at the flyers and everything that have, that have, has been coming out when, um, I'm preparing for the new episode of the week, um, there's always the word through that's capitalized like growing and then through is capitalized and then grief um and I really wanted to focus in on that because the reality is things do not stop because we're going through grief and loss and like I've said before um whether you've experienced grief and loss already or not everybody at some point is going to experience some type of grief or some type of loss um but our growth doesn't stop because we're going through these stages of grief. You know what I'm saying? Who we are as a person doesn't stop because we're going through grief. You know what I'm saying? So it's a thing of, you know what I'm saying? Even though we're going through this tough time, we still have to grow. We still have to continue. We still have to move forward. And I know that it's so much easier said than done. Um, I'm feeling it right now. Like actually like the 19th of this month, my mom, um, has been gone for six months and, um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, how is it that it's been six months? You know what I'm saying? Like the shock of it, you know what I'm saying? Of like, whoa, it's really been six months. Um, it's still so just like, I, like, whoa, like I haven't talked to my mom in six months. That's crazy. Um, but life for me didn't stop. Um, my growth didn't stop the person that I'm trying to be, um, 
and the the things that I want in my life, like the journey to get to that didn't stop because I've been experience, experiencing grief. And so I really wanted to hone in on that when it's talking about like growing through grief. Um, notice I didn't say growing around grief or growing after grief. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm talking about growing through it right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it may not feel like it, but every moment, even while you're experiencing grief and loss, every moment is still, you're still growing. Like, through it, like, in in the midst of it, you are still growing. And so, I was like, yeah, I think that would be an excellent title for this series, Growing Through Grief. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm talking about the different stages of grief, but I'm also making it clear that your growth does not stop or pause because you're going through grief and loss. So that's just like the backstory of the title of the series. But um, today, well, last week I talked about shock, which is like that initial um, emotion or response to whatever that grief and loss was. So if you're if you're tuning in for the first time with this series, I'm not just talking about grief of like the death of a loved one, because there are many other different things that would constitute as grief and loss. Um, but I do I am speaking from the perspective of my current grief and loss, which is the loss of my mom, who, you know, she passed away again six months ago. So um I've just been kind of using that from my perspective. But if you've experienced any type of grief or loss, whether it was current or whether it was in the past, um, this series can still be beneficial um, as far as um, where you are in your healing journey. I mean, it could have happened, I don't know, like three years ago, but you could still be going through the different stages of grief, which, you know, I'm saying I'm not just saying that to say it. I'm saying that because it's it's the truth, you know. Um, But yeah, so last week we talked about shock and um, just the like I said, the initial woe this just happened. Okay. But today I wanted to talk about the second stage of grief, which is denial. So denial is the refusal to accept the facts of the loss, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. So basically when I'm saying consciously or unconsciously, that could mean like, you know what I'm saying? You just don't want to accept it. Like it happened. And when I'm saying consciously, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm not doing this. I, I'm not going to accept this. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of times, like, there may be, like, denial or something. I'm just using, for example, like, um, when it comes to, like, like relationships. Like, I can't believe this relationship ended. You could be like, nope, this relationship didn't end, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it, you can have this whole thing of just, like, consciously, you're, like, you're aware that it ended, but you're not going to accept it. Okay? And then you have the perspective, like, unconsciously where you're not aware that you are refusing to accept this where something is going on where you're just not you're just literally like this isn't happening you can't you you can't fully grasp the concept of it but it's not happening okay um and some of the the different things that'll happen when someone is you know in denial about something um and this is this kind of like this fact that I found really kind of got me because it's like I do this but I didn't know (laughs) I unconsciously did not realize. I mean, I didn't consciously realize that I was doing this. Um, One of one of the different things that you can experience um, is becoming like so engulfed and busy um, with different things. So you can't deal with it. 
And that's kind of always been me. And I'm just being transparent. Anytime something difficult, super heavy has come up or some type of trauma or bad experience or whatever the case, um, I instantly go into busy mode. Like I constantly will like dabble. I have my hands in this, doing this and doing that and, you know, trying to stay busy or, you know, so I don't have to, um, to deal with whatever the situation is, or I don't have to I guess process, you know, saying everything. It's easier for me to just kind of like keep busy. But what ends up happening is because I don't address it at a time um, that would be beneficial or helpful for me, it ends up just being piled up on with so many other things. And then it's just kind of like an explosion. And so the, like the people around me are like, what just happened? <laughs> like, And I know some people, you know what I'm saying, have had similar experiences where it's just like, you know, uh, trauma happens, a bad situation happens, and you just kind of like, you keep busy. Um, I can remember... Um, when my dad passed away, my dad died when I was 10. Um, and I, you know how, like when, when a relative dies or someone dies, like everybody comes over to the house or whatever. Um, and I remember, you know, of course, when, you know, me and my mom, we found him, we, you know, we cried, we had, you know, our moments, it was just a very, very heavy, um, situation, you know what I'm saying? But then when all like family and stuff came over, it was easier for me to keep busy. You know what I'm saying? going around playing with my cousins or running through the house or running outside and playing and you know just so many different things like trying to stay busy like cleaning up my room or doing this and doing that because it was difficult for me to deal with the fact um that me and my mom had just found my dad dead in this room you know what I'm saying so it was it was like I just need to stay busy and you know saying so I'm you know laughing and joking just trying to get my you know just keep my mind going and I'll never forget like uh, my mom she kind of pulled me to the side she was like you you're acting like you you know your dad didn't just die and I could not get myself to feel that right then I had never that was my first time ever experiencing any type of loss or grief or you know something like that and it was with my parent this was my dad but I just could not allow myself or get myself to feel that and so I just kind of stay busy so that's one of the things that'll happen with denial you know saying you'll kind of get yourself busy and all these different things you know what I'm saying so you don't have to approach that situation um another thing is refusing to talk about it and I and I feel like also this is me too um so you can kind of tell I'm like kind of telling on myself a little bit in this episode just because this is me and this is of course this is stuff that I need to work on absolutely um but for the moment this is where I am with a lot of different things so with denial people will refuse to talk about it um whether it's just hurtful or whether they're still, you know, consciously or unconsciously in that mindset of refusing to accept what happened, um, they won't talk about it. Or just, you know, the reality is it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad to to talk about it. Um, I know for me, like early conversations about my mom, it stung to talk about it you know um of course you know sometimes people would you know have memories of her and it would they were always funny moments which my mom like if you knew my mom you would know she's super funny um so they would have their moments where they you know um reminisce on a funny story and of course you know I would laugh and stuff like that because it was funny but at the same time any conversation about her stung so bad um to the point where it and it was never on my own account to bring her up because I just, it was just the weight of 
this being past tense, like talking about her in, you know, in past tense form. It was like, I just, you know, it was hard to deal with. But the thing that is so amazing about the human body and the brain last week, you know, saying we talked about shock and we talked about how um, shock will um, pretty much protect us from feeling that situation at that moment the overwhelming feeling and we also talked about how shock the in the medical term um if you've experienced a trauma shock will come in and block the full intensity of the pain that you would actually feel you know what i'm saying um so that is so cool denial works in the same way so basically like denial is a defense mechanism that helps minimize the pain of the loss. So it's like the brain's way of um, protecting you from the pain that would be so initial and is giving you time to adjust to the situation. So denial works as like, you know, what I'm saying like a, a defense mechanism. And, you know, what I'm saying I feel like when it comes to denial, like that, that instant moment of just. I can't believe this happened. Like, no, this did not happen. The whole factor of giving you time to adjust, I think what ends up happening is people need, some people need a little longer to adjust. Um, and I think over time, just having to get used to learning how to adjust becomes something that ends up being long-term, which I feel like sometimes can be very unhealthy. Um, in instances like with grief and with loss, I know for me personally, there were days when I was in denial that she died. I, I would sometimes walk around like nobody would ever hear me. I never shared this out loud. But, you know, what I'm saying I would just be like, there is no way she died. There is like, no, there is no way. No, like there is no way. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm going back and I'm listening to the voicemails that she left me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, there's no way. There's even one instance, and I'm just being super transparent. This is so funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's like, ah, you know. Um, I was having such a day where it was, I was in such denial about it. Um, I called her cell. I called her cell phone. Um, of course, did not get an answer. You know what I'm saying? But that's how intense the denial was for me. So when I say how powerful things like shock and denial are, it's a it's a real thing. And I don't think people have that conversation enough um, where they talk about how a person can literally be in such heavy denial, whether it's unconsciously or consciously to the to the point where it's like almost like tapping out of reality like there is not making any sense to them like reality is just is just not doing it and that doesn't make I feel like that doesn't make that doesn't make you crazy you're it's it's a it's a difficult time that you're going through it's it's complex there's a lot of different mixed emotions going on like the reality that you've known is the it's kind of falling apart from the seams and it's like it's kind of rocking your foundation so it's not I don't think it's something that makes you crazy it's just oh you're trying to figure out how to process what is going on you know what I'm saying so and the crazy thing about denial is you can have denial before grief 
and or after. So most of the time, if you know that a situation is coming, a lot of times people will be in denial about it. Me personally, again, going back to my situation, um, my mom, again, was very sick. You know what I'm saying? She was sick for years. I don't know when I got to this point, but I got to a point maybe about a year or two before she died. I got to a point of denial that she was going to die soon. I didn't know when, you know what I'm saying? You know, we didn't, we never got a specific date or a time range of, you know what I'm saying, when she would die. But I had just kind of made up in my mind, like, no, no, she, no. She's, she's not, no, we're not doing this. (laughs) Like, no, you know what I'm saying? Every single diagnosis that she was given, she beat every single time she went into the hospital and they was, they didn't know like, Hey, like we we prepare yourselves. We, we prepared ourselves and everything and she came out. And so I guess over time with that, I was just like, yeah, no, she's not, you know? So I went through that denial way before she died of no, she's not going to die. Um, so denial will work like that before, and denial, of course, will will work after. Again, after she died, I was like, she, I can't believe she's like, she's, I can't go anywhere on this earth and find her. That's crazy. Like, I cannot wrap my brain around that. And so denial works kind of like a before and or after situation. But when I come back, I'm going to give you some tips to help with denial. Um, I always say anytime, if you can go back and listen to any Girl Code 101 episode that I've done, I'm a big believer on, you can listen to this to these episodes and say, wow, this was some good knowledge. Yeah, like she, I'm so proud of Ashley. Like she went on here and she, you know, did her thing and she said what she said. But if you don't apply some of these steps, it was just a good show. Um, it was, it was just a good shout out. I'm grateful for the shout out. Um, I'm grateful that you listened to it. I I love to see the views of, um, I mean, I like to see how many times the episode was played. I'm grateful for it. But at the same time, I want you to be able to have something tangible to hold on to, to be able to implement, um, into your life when dealing with these different things. So when I come back, these are three tips, you know what I'm saying? Take them. And run with them, use them to the best um, of your ability. Um, And hopefully that it'll be something that will start to gear you in a direction that will help you. So when I come back, I'm going to give you those tips. Stay with me. I'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back. So previously, I spoke about denial. And basically, denial is the refusal to accept the facts about the grief and the loss, whether that's consciously or unconsciously. So whether you knowingly accept it or whether you're unaware that you're not accepting it, denial um, will basically keep you from accepting at the moment what is going on. But denial is basically a defense mechanism that helps minimize the pain of the loss um, so it can give you time to adjust to the new reality. So for a lot of people that saying things like, no, this can't be happening. This is not real. I'm not accepting this. I'm not doing this. You know, whatever um, 
their response is to the situation. Um, but for the most part, denial, um, we've learned helps. It's only it's supposed to be a temporary thing to just kind of minimize the pain to help you get used to your new reality. It's never supposed to be anything that it's supposed to be long term or permanent. We can't live in the mindset of denial. We have to get in a mindset of of acceptance because once we get in a mindset of acceptance then we can begin the process of healing so when I say you know denial is a you know the brain's way of helping and this and this and that I think I do think that is great I do think denial in a temporary setting of grief and loss is helpful because what if and this is this is a what if question I don't have the answer but and everybody's different but what if You know what I'm saying? Especially going back to last week when I talked about shock. What if we experienced a super traumatic event and our bodies and our brains did not protect us from the initial shock or the initial pain or the initial um, traumatic event? How would we respond to the overwhelming pain and loss if our brains and our bodies didn't do that? I don't know. Just something to think about. So I say that to say overall shock, denial. um, Those are things that should only be temporary. They should never be something that you live in in the long term. But here are three tips to help um, when it comes to denial. Um, And these are things that have been helping me, which is why I'm giving these specific tips. I am not a licensed therapist. I'm not a physician or anything like that. But these are things that I have had work for me. And these have been things that have been kind of trial and error, you know, saying I try this, this may not be my thing, but let me try this, this works better kind of thing. So number one, it happened. I know that that may not be the tip that you were expecting. Um, But I'm saying it because the more that I kept saying that my mom died, that she is no longer here. Um, It was a harsh reality for me most days, but it was something that helped me begin the process of healing. And it's, it's a, it's a journey, but it's a process nonetheless. So it did happen. Whatever that grief and that loss was, yes, it did happen. I'm sorry. I don't know what the grief and loss was, um, but it did happen. And the sooner we get into the mindset of understanding that and accepting that, then we can start on the journey of moving on. So number one, it happened. Okay. Number two, and this is just kind of depending on where you are in this process, whether it's the loss or the grief hasn't happened yet. So you're in the before or whether it's already happened and you're in the after. Okay. So if you're in the before, before you experience the grief and loss, prepare as much as you can. And I say that because when my mom was sick, one of the many times that, you know, I'm saying doctors would say that there's nothing that they can do or whatever the case may be. um, My family, we always, we prepared ourselves. 
we, you know what I'm saying? We did the best we could. We, we made a plan, you know, we prayed about it. Um, we loved on each other. We supported each other. We were there for each other. Uh, we were there for my mom as best we could with the information that we were given, but we were never, we would never have been fully prepared. Like we literally, we literally could have gotten the exact day. Like the doctor would have came to us and been like, we know the exact date that she's going to die. It's going to be July 19th, um, 2022. And it's going to be at Gulf Coast um, Medical Center. You know what I'm saying? This time, this time, like, which that day and time, like that actually, that was actual date and time and location. Um, they could have told us specifically everything and we still would not have been prepared. So that's why I say prepare as best you can. You know what I'm saying? Take care of yourself. Whatever the situation is, take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Get around, you know, um, some people that can be a good support system for you to help, you know, uplift you. You know, do what you need to do. Like prepare the best you can for the potential grief and loss. Now, if the grief and loss has already happened, take care of yourself the best you can. Okay. That is, again, um, self-care, getting around some people um, that are going to uplift you and support you, get you a solid support system, do whatever you need to do, go to therapy, do just do whatever you need to do that is going to put you in a place to be on a path to healing and recovering. Okay. So again, if it's before the loss, prepare yourself as much as possible. Um, and if it's already happened, take care of yourself. And number three, You've got to face it. It's it sounds so scary, but you've got to face it. But my thing is, I want to make sure that I'm clear that you face it on your terms and your time. Um, It blows my mind when I hear people say to someone, oh, man, you should be already over that. That happened 20 years ago. And it, and it's so baffling because. It didn't happen to them. It happened to you. You know what I'm saying? So when I say face it, I'm saying face it on the time and the terms that are best for you. When you feel like you're in a good place, when you feel like you are strong enough to, to handle this, when you feel like this is the moment, you face that you face that grief and you face that loss because remember denying you know what I'm saying you're you're refusing to accept it. You're turning almost in a sense like turning away from it. So you don't have to physically look at it and, and examine it and, you know, different things like that. So face it on your own terms, face it when you feel like you are in a place where you're going to be okay with it. This is so, so transparent right now that I'm about to do, but okay. So when I, when I say, and it can be. It could be the small parts of it could be the grief itself. It could be small entities of the grief Um, for me before my mom went into the hospital. So my mom, she went into the hospital um, June, like mid June, um, and she died in July. Um, But before she went into the hospital, um, me and my mom, if you knew us, we stayed going to buy fish. Like she, she, we would, she, we would go buy fish. She would fry and she would make a cabbage or I would fry while she made the cabbage. And like, we, I mean, we used to like feast out, we used to feast out. Um, 
And so we, I remember we bought a whole thing of fish before she went into the hospital and we had enjoyed it that day. And I, I think I, maybe a week or so later, she ended up in the hospital and I had just kind of had, you know, the remainder of the fish, like in a bag in my freezer. And, um, so I remember going to the hospital when she was like declining and, but we, we didn't know that it was going to be a decline until, you know, to the end. We, she had just kind of got like in a kind of a mid stable place. And I told her, I said, Hey, listen, you got to get better because I still got all this fish in my freezer, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm trying to, uh, have like a big feast, you know what I'm saying? She loved to cook and I, she loved to cook and I love to let her cook. So when she said, Ashley, I'm gonna come cook this, say less, like, you know what I'm saying? So she would say, I, I, so I told her, I was like, Hey, I need you to get better so you can, you know, cook us a cabbage and so I can fry the fish. And she was like, Oh, you can go ahead and eat that. I was like, no, that's going to be your celebration dinner. Um, for you to come when you come home and of course ah, ooh, okay um <laughs> so of course you know she um did not come home and y'all that fish is still in my freezer and it's january um i doubt that i can uh that i can eat it but I cannot throw it away yet. Um, so that is something that I have to face when I'm ready. So when I say face whatever that part is, whether it's the grief itself or like I said, small entities of the grief, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's you were in a relationship for years and now, you know what I'm saying? You, you're getting rid of some things. You're getting rid of that stuffed animal that that person won for you at a carnival or something. I don't know. You, you, you're, you're having to face the fact that it's over and you've been denying it for so long. And now you have to face that, whether it's something like that or you're having to, you know what I'm saying? You know, take something down that has been up that you just have not been able to get rid of because it it would feel like it's final. You face it on your own terms. And that's how I feel, you know, with this fish in my freezer. I feel like if I get rid of it, it makes everything final. Like that was the last thing that I was holding on to. You know what I'm saying? That was, you know, said that was the thing that was lifting me. And not because I'm hungry, y'all. Not just because, <laughs> not just because I just, I wanted to eat, but because it was just like, you know, I, I told her, I was like, man, this is your celebration dinner when you get out. And it's like, even though she's, you know, she's been gone for six months and she, I mean, buried and funerals over and all the stuff is over. I feel like that part would make it final, but I don't know if I'm ready yet. But you face things on your own terms when you are ready. And when you are ready is when you'll know it. Not when somebody else tells you or or assumes that you should already be over it. You'll know when you know. So, whew, so just reviewing the three tips for dealing with denial. Number one, it did happen. Whether you have to say that to yourself, like it did happen, it did happen, or whether you have to say exactly what it is. My mom died. My mom died. You have to get into a place where it becomes your reality. 
because that's what it is now. It's your new reality. So yes, it did happen. Number two, if you're experiencing this denial before the grief or loss has happened, prepare yourself as best you can. Okay. Do what you need to do to get yourself prepared as best as you can. If it's already happened, take care of yourself. Okay. Um, whether it's spiritually, mentally, emotionally, take care of yourself, get around a support system. You know what I'm saying? Um, have that one person or, you know, a couple of people that you can send a text to and be like, Hey man, listen, I, I'm just not in a good place. Um, I just need to talk for a second or, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm just having a moment. I just need another person just to be on the phone or, you know, whatever, whatever you need, whatever you need. Um, And number three, face it on your own terms, whatever it is, whether, you know, saying the thing that makes whatever that grief and loss a reality for you, face it on your own terms and don't feel pressure to give yourself like a deadline. Like, oh, this happened three years ago, so I need to be over it by now. If, if, If it's three years, if it takes three years and a day, it takes three years and a day. Okay. But face it on your own terms. So growing through grief, y'all, your growth doesn't stop because you are grieving. So I hope that these episodes are working for you. I hope that you are taking the tips and the information and applying it, whether it's in, you know, life changing fast doses or whether it's just, you know, what I'm saying a, a dabble here and a little razzle dazzle over here. Just however you are applying it i hope that it's working for you so please make sure that you tune in next week for part three this series i mean i'm so grateful for this series because it's been helping me i've been getting inbox messages from people that have been saying it's been helpful and i feel so grateful for that because i feel like um i wish i had something like this you know what i'm saying throughout the different times i experienced grief and loss um and it's here now And it's like, yes. So like take advantage. So like I said, tune in next week for part three. Um, By all means, continue um, to let people know about this podcast. Please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The link is will be attached to the posts. Continue to like and share. Maybe sit down one day and, you know, have this episode play with some people that you trust or that you feel comfortable with or whatever the case may be, um, whatever you need to get into a great place. So, yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. See you next week.